Welcome to Dynamo's Dozen, a podcast that I will be bringing you each and every single week where I will talk about whatever it is that may be on my mind. From pro wrestling, sports, entertainment, horror, fresh socks and jocks, music, muesli and everything in between not leaving out the talk. Okay, so uh, as you can tell, uh, that sexy little intro is uh, from one of my favourite bands, and uh, I'm actually here today with who, in my opinion, is the best singer in Irish rock and metal, the founding father, the lead singer-slash-frontman, heart and soul of the fantastic beast that is Two Tales of Woe. So, Carl, how are you, my friend? I'm okay. How are you? You're looking okay, too. You look very well. Nice and refreshed. Nice and refreshed. Just so you know, me and Carl here on this very, very first podcast of the Dynamo's Dozen, uh, we are having a beer, so you may hear a bit of clanging and banging. <coughs> it's not weights, it's beer. Uh, there we go. <laughs> okay, so, uh, all right, Carl, I guess we'll just start this off naturally. How have you been? What have you been up to? How? Working, 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 working. Working, so you're having a sip of beer for the working man. Yeah, oh, that's right, yeah. Just doing my thing, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. And tell me, Carl, uh, how's the band going? Yeah, we're uh, well. We're in a period of writing, writing at the moment. Um, like we had a busy, uh, a good twelve months, we'll say. We played actually. We're recording this on the Friday. Okay. And this day last year, we played Bloodstock. We were actually. I think we would have been on stage at this stage. At this this very day, yeah. this very time. Yeah, last year we were playing Bloodstock. We were and where was where was Bloodstock last year? That was in uh, England, in uh, near Derby. I think it's near Derby, but it was we were we were sandwiched in between uh, Behemoth. Oh. And Twisted Sister. <laughs> oh, shit. So <laughs> they were on Behemoth were on the main stage. We played on our stage when they were finished. Yeah. Then, when we were finished, Twisted Sister. So. Uh, and it was Twisted Sisters last UK gig. Twisted Sister, <laughs> hell yeah! Like. And so, like I always say, yeah, we 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 were the last band before Twisted Sister to play. And let's be honest, those boys are badass. Oh, the may, show was amazing. They may wear makeup, but those boys are badass. As they call themselves, they're sick motherfuckers. Oh uh, yeah, absolutely, man. I think we've all seen the videos of that mm. that boy D fucking uh, someone up, <laughs> and uh, you don't mess with those boys. So. In terms of uh, so you, so you mentioned like Bloodstock last year. You were here this time last year, um, or should I say over in Derby last, last year? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, what would that have been the biggest kind of festival? Two thousand oh, yeah. over ever played? Yeah, big time. Yeah, yeah, it was huge. You yeah. know, and uh, what kind of crowds are we talking about? Uh, well, I mean, the I think it was upwards to ten, maybe more, twenty thousand, maybe. <laughs> But uh, <clears throat> where our stage was, we were playing the Jägermeister stage, which was a smallish. I <laughs> know, oh, yeah. Nice. A smallish <laughs> stage, but by the time we were on, yeah, it was only like a tent, a fucking tent, like you know. And uh, there was you could see people out really, really far out watching our set. It was amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a great. And then the knock on from that then was we got like several gigs over in the UK since. So we've been over and back several times. Yeah, right on. The receptions have been great. 
mm. for the band. And then after that, we played with Crowbar. We played with two shows with Crowbar. Who, who, just for people that don't know, is, is one of probably your favourite band. Yeah? Dem and Slayer will be uh, neck and neck. Neck and neck, neck and neck, neck and neck. neck, 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 neck. But uh, big deal. Yeah, very big deal to Absolutely. play with Crowbar. And Absolutely. to get the glowing praise that we did from Kirk Winslow was big deal. It because wasn't meant everything. Guy's an absolute hero. He was. He? he was. Not that I'm trying to blow my band's trumpet around, but he was saying that us and Tandon Slug were the best support bands they've had in years. So yeah, you can't get much better than that. So well, I mean, that's high praise from a band that I absolutely fucking love. You know that. Like, and you love his other band down. Absolutely, my mm. friend. I mean, yeah, but even 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 if we stay on the crowbar a bit, like I mean, Planets Collide's one of the. <laughs> heaviest most badass songs oh I think you did you get can... up on stage with them for that in Belfast yeah, absolutely and this is what I was leading into like that must have been a hell of an experience there that was, was jealousy on my part I I'll just, be honest I didn't think it was going to happen um, it's, I'm, I get on really well with his wife Robin she's a really okay. really cool woman yeah and I just said it to her off the cuff in Dublin I was like do you think he'd let me get up on stage and you know sing Planet's Glider and she goes yeah, yeah. he doesn't really do that kind of stuff anymore but she said well I'll ask him and see what he says yeah. and then the next night in Belfast he comes up to me and he, goes, he just as he was getting on stage he goes right when Planet's Glider come on just get up I said okay do me a favour there Carl give me an impression of exactly what way he said it <laughs> come on uh, uh, Jesus uh, you have to catch me off guard it's got to be a Southern accent you come know, on uh, well, <laughs> Uh, when you play Scala, just get up on stage. <laughs> That's uh, the best. Uh, Kirk Winston, I'm a crowbar. You get up on stage and do your shit, man. <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, he was. Uh, they were. They were lovely. They were absolutely. He's got really, that. really, really cool to us. Like you know, he's got were, that Cajun shit going. Oh, too. Yeah, big time. Yeah, but like, yeah. they, I mean, they were. They were checking us. They were watching our set and they were rocking out and you know, it's there's a good there's a bond there now after being made a connection. Absolutely, man. I mean, so, that's not just any kind of connection, to no. be fair. So I suppose that would lead me into asking you what what will be next for two thousand well, Like, what what what's the plan? Like, what's 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 well, what's your next? We're uh, in the process of. Uh, we have a couple of songs finished, and then we have a couple of songs to finish. Mm-hmm. So we're just in the process of just polishing them off, mm-hmm. and. Uh, you know, <clears throat> it's been a long time since we've written a bunch of songs. You know, we've had a lot of ups and downs, as you well know. Absolutely, yeah. And uh, we're just trying to finish them off and get them ready to record. And we're, we hope to have everything done by November because that's when I have to take a little break because my baby is due in November. So we're going to be taking a little break from, I'll be taking a little break from the band. Just to acclimatise to becoming a daddy again. It's eleven years since I've been right a daddy. Right on, right on. Since I've been a daddy, so we hope to get everything recorded by then, and uh, then we just February, March, then we come back full, full, full force again. That's it, man. You got to take a little break anyway. You know what I mean. Have to. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, I'm taking a break, but I'm going back into fatherhood straight again. You know, and it's there is no break, so I can only imagine. Uh, it's it's great though. It's I mean my. The best thing that ever happened to me was Carrie being born. You Absolutely. Know, my little girl. And just for, just for the people that don't know, and for the metal fans out there, as you can imagine, you may be good at mathematics, you may not be. I'm absolutely <laughs> horrific at mathematics. <laughs> but the guest that I just gave you, his name is Carl King. So if his daughter's name is Gary, what's her second name, Carl? King. Carrie King from fucking <laughs> Slayer. <laughs> That's the most awesome thing. That was fifty percent intentional, uh, and we we actually did like the name Kerry. So 
That's a pretty cool name, man. It's a place in Ireland. <laughs> it's too. a win-win situation. Absolutely. Right, Carl, so uh, moving away, I suppose, from the band a little bit, that's 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 awesome to see that like you still have that kind of drive and that kind of ambition <coughs> through, through all the trials and tribulations that you've actually had with Two Tales mm, well. A lot. <laughs> a lot, but you're still fucking going, and that's that's pretty badass, to be honest and with so you. And so my family. It's all I care about. My, my family comes first. That's it. And then all I care about was my band and playing music that we want to play and enjoying our music. You know, like, I mean, if if no one else, if I never did, if I never played another gig, mm-hmm. but just recorded some stuff and yeah. brought some good music out, I'd be happy with that, you know. Would you be the type of person that if, uh, you know, I suppose, like, from, from my perspective, uh, you know, you know, I've done, done a lot of things like pro wrestling. I've done, mm-hmm. you know, music. Music. Yeah. Yeah, and like to me, I I'm the kind of person that doesn't care if like as long as two people like it, doesn't really matter to me. Would you? Yeah. Is that kind of no, you're you're, you're obviously definitely of the same kind of group. <sighs> once, we, once we enjoy it first and foremost. Yeah. And then once Kerry and Ellie like it, then I I'm happy. Okay. I don't give a shit. I like. I, I, don't get me wrong. Of course, we we have people who like our music. Yeah. I still find it weird saying that we have fans, but we do. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I know. Let's, we let's do. just get that out there. I'm, I'm and it's awesome. Like, but um, once people like it, then it's a bonus. I'm not gonna try and play a different way or a different style. Yeah. We are what we are, and we if we do change, we change organically. Yeah, it's not. Meant but it's it. always gonna be within the realm of two tales of woe. I mean, we brought a song out last year, again around this time called Burning Lands. Yeah. Which was a single, and it's it was kind of a different shift in direction for us. Okay. But it was it was still rooted in two tales of old sound, so we don't we've no problems kind of changing our style up a little bit. But once like once it's still grounded in what we do, then you know. Well, maybe at the end you might give us a little sneak peek or something. I don't mm-hmm. know. It might it might only be from a from 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 an audio point of view, but you Ooh. you might you might show me something now. I might show you something off camera, but that's it. Alright, <laughs> that's alright. It's worth a try, isn't it? Yeah. Alright, so I suppose like this is a question I wasn't even going to ask you, but just the fact that we've literally been, you know, shooting the breeze here, talking about, you know, how, how your band's getting on, and, and, you know, you're in a, in a place in life where you're absolutely, you know, over the moon. Mm. What advice, I mean, you guys have been going, when did you start? 2000 and... Uh, I'll be gone uh, uh, roughly about 11 years. Right, so we took a break years. for nearly a year. Anyway, well, we we broke up for a, a, okay. a, a period of time. Yeah. But on and off about eleven years. Right. Excuse me. So you broke up for a period of time, but on and off for about eleven years. That's when you started, anyway. Yeah, roughly. Yeah. About eleven years. Okay. Um. So I suppose like the Irish metal scene is kind of um, it's it's ever changing, isn't it? Like it's 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 kind of like you've always got new blood on the scene you've mm-hmm. always got young guys coming up wanting to kick the old guys asses I guess yeah. which is I suppose what, what you probably did when you started but mm. what advice would you give because music's in such a weird state at the moment mm. so what advice would you be giving young kids like you know that want to set a band up but want to get going want to get onto the Irish scene what advice would you give well um, the Irish bands at the moment are doing really really well uh, there's a fantastic vibe okay. in the Irish scene right now, which uh, like it wasn't there when we started. Yeah, gotcha. When we started first, and you know all our boys, Corral and us, and 
<laughs> shout out to my yeah, old boys. That's yeah. when I went to your first gig back in the day. Shout out to you, Sam like, Satan. <laughs> like everybody was the one, like, out for, everyone was more or less out for themselves. Yeah. And it was very hard to try and get a camaraderie thing on. Whereas you, in fairness, I, I, I've seen that firsthand. You go, you guys and Corral back in the day had that. We, we toured the country, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Up and yeah. down, but like. Absolutely. Anytime I find a band or two that I can relate to, I try and get that bond going. Yeah, right. Because it's it's better to work as a group than separately. Absolutely. And case in point is, here's my other shout out now, is to my boys 10 Ton Slug. Gotcha. Who I've we, seen those badasses too. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah. We, um, we went to Bloodstock together. Yeah. We tore Bloodstock in the last hole together. We've gone to the UK a few times as well. We've played with Crowbar. Um, but we've always maintained a friendship and a, a really good working relationship. And um, my advice to Irish bands is to respect every other band. Mm-hmm. Learn what you can from any other band that's ever done anything. I mean, like, don't get me wrong, none of us are, we're not big megastars, we're not rock stars. But the experience of maybe going over to the UK and playing a couple of, even a couple of club dates over there, it's a different experience than playing it here. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. Uh, we played a gig in Leicester a few months back, and the promoter was fantastic. Simon Yarwood was his name. Yeah. He, he bought our flights. He, you know, free drink the whole day, food, everything. Perfect. Absolutely no, I had no qualms going over there. Yeah. Because you know, it didn't cost me out to play. Um, and the, the crowd were so supportive. They love Irish metal over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, the, I, I suppose, you know, if, if you know that you're going to be playing with a band that's done something like that, ask them questions. Don't be afraid to ask them questions. Yeah, yeah. Don't think you're bigger than the other band because if you start thinking like that straight away, you've lost. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. Just do your thing. Do your own thing and don't worry about what everyone else is doing. You know, like, I mean, we could play with a load of death metal bands. I'm just been, this has been just being honest with that. We could play with a load of death metal bands. I wouldn't mind. Because I do my thing and we're a different type of heavy to death metal. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, man. But we'd yeah. still just do it, you know what I mean? And it's deeper. It's deeper than, yeah. than, than being heavy for the sake of being heavy. Yeah. Like, And that's not a knock on, on no. you know, from either of us. We're not saying anything about death metal. No, no, We both no. love it. But well, yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. It's like, so be respectful. Learn what you can. And always try and be original, but good. That's the best way. There's a question for for you know just just off the back of that, and, and, and we'll kind of end with this one. Um, be original. That's something uh, a lot of you know people in general, not just in music, whether it be you know an actor, whether it be a you know pro wrestler, whether it be whatever it is that they want to be people find it very very difficult in this day and yeah. age to be original because you're told be original yeah be original I suppose maybe I shouldn't have said that no no, no 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 I'll tell you why okay uh, that maybe that was too far of a, a thing um, maybe just not even be original because like you said it's it's very hard to be it is totally original everything's now. been done yeah so it's it's re reworking what's been there Hmm. To sound more like what you wanted to sound, I suppose. It'd probably better. A okay. better way of putting it. Okay, yeah, I like that. Yeah, I like <laughs> that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. I remember uh, we just we just mentioned um, 
you know, as I said, we'll, we'll finish on that idea for being mm. original. Mm. Um, I remember like one of the best things I heard from uh, we go back to Corral, who are no longer with us. <laughs> you know, they're still with us. Believe me, they're still alive and well. Thank God, they're still my boys. But I remember they uh, they always told me one very good thing that um, when they started out, they like they took a lot of the Panther influence and said like that they they tried to take like maybe ten bands. Real good bands that each, um, there was four of them in the band, I guess. Yeah. And what they tried to do was to mold all of those ten bands into an into a sound that maybe yeah. they could. Wait, is that kind of what you mean? Like, yeah, like, I mean, yeah. People always, again, I can only talk from my own band. But people always used to initially put us in the sludge genre. Absolutely, yeah. Um, yeah. I always say, you've probably heard me say it before, we're in a... Sloom genre. Absolutely. Sludge and Doom. Sludge and Doom. Sludge so and we're, doom. Yeah, yeah. we're not exactly sludge and we're not exactly Doom, but you mix the best elements of both of those. And to me, that's what you get with us, you know. And, uh, you know, it's only actually, I was only talking to my bass player, Chris, last night, and he was saying about the similarities in Aaron style mm-hmm. to a band called Autopsy. Okay, I've, Autopsy? I've actually never heard Check of Autopsy. Okay. It's like kind of, it'd be like, us with death metal vocals. Oh, okay. I got, I got really, you with the sound. Okay. Yeah, it's okay. Really cool. Yeah. Really good. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah. So like I mean, we're as I said. Okay. Yeah. People know that we like what we like, but we still try and diversify it a little bit. You know. Okay. It's still always going to be two tails off. But I mean, you you pretty much you know you answered my my uh, my question without even meaning to actually <laughs> believe it or not there. Because you said slum. Yeah. That's not a terminology I've ever heard used before in heavy metal. No. Until you told me that. Yeah. So there's being original right there, no? Yeah, I suppose. Do you know what I mean? Being original within the parameters of yeah, yeah, yeah. what we've been labeled as. Giving yourself a different kind of genre name yeah. by saying this is what we're going to be about. And then well, you were able to, to explain to me right there exactly what, what slum is. We're still, a, we're still a genre of one. Yeah. Know? No one else has been, in my opinion, uh, and uh, this is no knock on anyone, but no one else has kind of had that mix, that exact mix of what we do, to be slow. Yeah, man. <laughs> I mean, no, I'm 100% with you. I mean, like, when when, when I think of, of, of Irish metal bands, like, there's not, um, you know, there's not many gone as long as you anymore that have... Uh, I mean, oh, there is. I mean, as long as us are playing in fact in Russia and Israel and <laughs> they're doing really well except us oh, I'm the lawyer for them just man. tell them not to play in Palestine whatever they <laughs> do yeah <laughs> okay move on right no we're definitely going to move on with that one but listen this is my podcast if I want to be controversial yeah. I will be controversial Con- it, won't, it won't create cash for you but it probably create listens <laughs> absolutely that's what we hope but, um, yeah, right, so, you know, without, without asking questions as such, I guess organically what I want to do with you here is move on to something that a lot of people don't actually realise, unless they're close friends, um, that you are actually a huge professional wrestling fan. Yeah, I'm a wrestling fan, all right. So, yeah, yeah there we go. <laughs> so, you, you, like, you, you've been, I mean, you're, you're, what, you're a couple of years older than me. You're only, yeah, you're a couple of years older than me. So go on, say it, Ian. I'm hitting the big four old this year. Okay, so yeah, he's he's, <laughs> he's, he's, he's he's hitting the big four old this year. So I mean, like 
you know, we all we all know that and I'm 33, so there we go. But no, but I suppose like we we grew up in the same kind of more or less the same generation, pretty yeah. much. You know, yeah, like even much. even with that little bit of a gap there, like we we grew up in the same kind of era, I suppose, of of um, professional wrestling. Um, tell me one thing: How did you get into professional wrestling? What made like what 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 grabbed you from it? Like what 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 when when was the first I... the first time? I remember the earliest I can remember watching it was well it was back in the early 80s anyway so how early are we are we uh, talking before uh, I was born like what when were you I was 84 man I was around that time I think alright so you're watching it as I was in the room I was was only after coming back into it I was popping out at that particular moment I think you know my earliest memory of it was Macho Man okay Uh, and we were I was actually watching it in my own house, but then I used to go. I used to go around to my aunts, okay. and I used to watch it. Yeah, everyone watches it with, with their granny and all, you know this kind Absolutely. of stuff. Absolutely. But we, I used to watch it with my uncle. Okay. And uh, he's he's actually my granduncle. He's yeah. the he's actually the closest thing I have to a father. So. Gotcha. We used to watch it uh, all the time. Gotcha. <laughs> yes. uh, now you know, it was, and he brought me to my first. It was I think it was the first time I ever came over here. Okay. Um, in nineteen ninety, it may have been. I think I'm not sure. It was in the Point Depot, anyway. Did you ever see the picture of Teddy Biasi and on O'Connell Street with Jerry? Well, no, I I do recall the actual show that you're talking about. I remember uh, really quickly because this isn't about me, but really quickly, I remember I was driving by uh, with my uncle and um, past the toll bridge. You know, when you come over the toll bridge, coming from Bray. And it was the Point Depot at the time, That's and right, it was yeah. WWF wrestling at the time. There was a big picture of Jake the Snake Roberts, so that was nineteen. Well, I'm gonna tell you who was nineteen ninety. I'll yeah. tell you who the main event was. Who? I wasn't there. <laughs> no, it was uh, Ted DiBiase versus the British Bulldog. My mother lied to me. She told me it was on TV. <laughs> she goes, "It's okay. You can watch it on TV." She's nasty. <laughs> oh man! So that you were you were at that show with mm. your with your uncle. Mm. I'll never forget. He came home. And he goes, uh, yeah, that re- the wrestling's on in the Point Depot. And I goes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well. And he goes, hey, look. Put it, pulled out the two tickets. I was like, that, that, I actually Hell grew yeah. it. <laughs> so, in 1990, you would have been... Yeah, it was around been, that you, time. You were a teenager. but well, not a teenager. You would have been like a... 13 or something. Okay, cool. So, you were coming into your... about that. Coming into your teens. I could be wrong then. One of your listeners will probably... So, your first kind of recollection... So, back... We go back to... Uh, like, when you're saying you, you saw the Macho Man and all in the 80s and stuff. Would that be something that you would have seeped every week? Like, you would have you would have. Oh, saw watch, it. Well, we could watch it every week on, on, on Sky. On Sky. It was just Sky. It wasn't even Sky Sports. It was when Sky came in? Like, in, like yeah. you're talking about the, eight, the, the late 80s. Yeah, mid, yeah. mid to late 80s, it was okay. on. Okay, cool. Um, and what about... Um, did you ever watch any kind of old um, World of Sports stuff on UTV? Or uh, anything, the English or? Sport, yeah, I watched yeah, that yeah. as well. It was... Uh, yeah. I had no real like fan fa- or favourites in that one. No, you just but I did watch it. It was on. It was on UTV, so, or UTV, whatever. So I was able yeah, to watch yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I know my uncle's father. Yeah. Was it no? Sorry, his mother was a huge wrestler. <coughs> so there you go. The, the old, women the old, yeah, the, the old women ladies used to love it, it, didn't they? Absolutely, and we're coming to a time where women love it again, which is yeah, absolutely right. awesome, mm-hmm. and 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 absolutely power to them. Um, all right, so like 
in terms of so we get we, we got to like you went you went to see that in the nineties I guess and like you were you you'd obviously seen some of the wrestlers oh, yeah. that you know like live and you were kind yeah. of go wow that's probably surreal but like who who are some of your favorite wrestlers like you know in general I mean yeah, well I'll tell just you like, yeah like I mean you gotta when you're watching wrestling as long as we have been yeah okay I think I think you're allowed favorites from different eras. Uh, yeah, I'd agree with you that. You know, yeah. and so yeah. like I mean, when when someone like I mean, we've had this discussion about <laughs> top five and a top ten, and we've had arguments over it as well in a good way. Oh, he shouldn't be there. He should be there, or whatever. And I think that's always good with, <laughs> with friends, you know. Absolutely. But like when I was a, when I was watching the early, the early days, I used to love the, the honky tonk man. The honky tonk man. Um, I got a long side burns and uh, real slick back. Yeah, he was we go. brilliant though. Like when you think about it, like okay, he didn't look like he could kick ass, but yeah. he was the perfect heel in the sense that he always got that title. He always kept that title, you know. Yeah, fair whether enough. it was through smashing the guitar over someone's head <laughs> or Jimmy Hart, yeah, whatever. Right and then I liked him, but then I, I liked Mister Perfect, Kurt Hennig, and I liked. I was never never a big fan of the huge guys, you know. Yeah, um, you were more into the kind of guys that could work. That could wrestle. Well, that could work. Apart from apart from Honky Tonk, like I loved as I said. So we probably we say like those two, and Bret Hart with the Hart Foundation. But I loved Demolition though. Okay. Demolition, were, even though I love Bret, Bret Hart's my favorite wrestler of all time. But Demolition were my favorite tag team. Demolition were all. Oh, Demolition were your favorite oh, tag team. Loved yeah. Them. Loved them. The look. The music. And they just used to... Can you give me a bar of the... Uh, no. Go on. Here comes the yes. Here comes the smasher. There we go. <laughs> they were brilliant. I love oh. it. I love it. <laughs> and then we used to... Like, I used to watch... I used to actually tape... We used to be able to tape WrestleMania. VHS, baby. And, and then watch it when I came home from school the next day. Yeah. And it was brilliant because there was no internet, so there was no spoilers. So you... Like, you had Sky back in the day? Yeah, it wasn't... It wasn't pay-per-view. And yeah. it wasn't like it was like it wasn't Sky Sports. So what year? What 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 year are we talking about here? And then when when there was no kind of when you got the pay per views. Um, I remember I had I, I think I had WrestleMania. It was a five with Hogan and Under and Ultimate Warrior. Hogan and uh, Savage. That was six. Yeah. Yeah. From then. Well, yeah. So that was a UTV job, wasn't it? I don't know. I, I can't remember, but I just know that. Like I used to take I used to take the Royal Rumble yeah and all that kind of stuff you know so like I, know, I remember we used to be able to watch them all yeah until yeah, yeah. it became a thing like where you to, yeah yeah I got you I got you and like it, it, I also loved sorry yeah I also loved bro. Ted DiBiase and Jake Snake Roberts Ted DiBiase well I mean like t- 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 there's worse people you could like than those two guys yeah of, the, of those of that era what do you think what actually just just you know, on that point, what do you think of the um, the recent kind of uh, comeback of Jake the Snake in terms of as a, as as a as as a guy, as a person? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like it's you watch you watch the film. Oh obviously. yeah, yeah. Did you cry? <laughs> yeah. You did. Of course. Of course you did. Everybody did. <laughs> Anybody that tells you they didn't yeah. fucking cry is a liar. <laughs> fucking liar, man. And if they did, they're not a pro wrestling fan. Yeah. They can kiss my ass. I thought it was uh, it was. There was a lot going on there, you know, and I actually met Jake Roberts. Must have been about, I'm guessing roughly about ten years now. Okay. I worked. I work in the airport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I do passenger screening, so I get to meet a lot of famous people or whatever, but I met Bret Hart. And you get screened, the motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, man, I'm a big Should fan, I? but i got to check your balls. I'm going to tell you another funny story later on about a non-wrestling okay. sports person. Okay. But anyway, yeah. uh, Jake Roberts um, Jake Roberts came through to Tonkin. They were all do- they were doing like a in a, like an independent show or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Roberts was in, in a heap. It was in that bad time. Really? And uh, my colleague just said to him, Well, Jake, how are you? Mm. He's gone, Man, I'm fucking tired. Get away from me. Yeah. And that was it. Like, and that's not the way you want to see one of your heroes. You know Absolutely, I mean? man. To see him now, like, it's, it's amazing. It's great. It's heroic, isn't it? I honestly do think if he's. DDP is saving lives, right? If he's still cool, if he's still clean and sober, yeah. they should be using him as a booking agent or something in the WWE. I agree, man. He has one of the best wrestling minds. Jim Ross said that though before, no? Yeah. Remember even in the DVD? Yeah. Um, well, he, look, I mean, yeah. Look, look at the way he used to. You could actually believe that he was fucking going to get a snake and bite you with it. I used to always think as a kid that he was going to fucking come through the screen, to be honest uh-huh. with you, because his eyes were that intense. You know what I mean? Amazing. Absolutely amazing. So, so I mean, like, in terms of, yeah, I get, you know, going on to that that that, uh, that movie, um, that that's absolutely fucking phenomenal. Um, the same with the Iron Sheik one. Have you seen the Iron Sheik I one? I haven't, believe it You haven't seen the Iron no. Sheik one? Right. I'm sorry. Look, we differ when it comes to the Sheik. I wouldn't be a fan of him. Okay, well, the Sheik... <laughs> should be, yeah, well, listen, this is... Uh, I'm just a fucking interview guy. Yeah. At the same... Nah, this is my fucking podcast. And I'm gonna say, no, at the end of the day, man, I think the uh, you should check the Sheik one out. I will, Definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then maybe we can talk about this at a later podcast. Okay. Um, <laughs> but it's worth checking out because it's... Uh, Don't it's get a, me wrong, I appreciate his importance in wrestling history. You know? Damn right, man. Yeah. Damn right. It's just, I think when... I just wasn't a big fan of his later work. That's all. That's fair enough. No, no, one hundred percent. And in fairness, we're, not, we're, we're you know we're not here to talk about Jake or the Sheik, but we're here to talk about pro wrestling as a whole. Yeah. Um, I think, I think uh, what you said there about Jake is is very very good. I also think that you know, you know, we're not sponsored by shit here. Exactly. So I don't gotta fucking, you know, kiss anybody's anus. But what well, not in front of me, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> my own maybe but, uh, no to be honest though uh-huh. to be honest you gotta admit DDP yoga man it's proper saving lives isn't yeah. it like, I mean I know some cats that are doing it at the moment how are they getting on with it man like they, they, they said they're losing weight literally by you know by, by, by the month anyway by the month they're noticing small changes but what they're noticing is that they've got Real solid fucking leg work and shit. Like they're, they're just, they're just feeling better about themselves. You know what I mean? They might be looking in the mirror, and that's one of the worst things you can do. Yeah. Is train and look in the mirror because you're gonna be looking for biceps that aren't <laughs> there. You're gonna be looking for six packs that aren't there. Just go with the flow. Listen to your personal trainer, whatever it may be. Listen to you know the curriculum that you have, and go with it. So so what do you think about DDP personally? Well, I've- I've considered actually getting the program okay. many a time. Okay. But just never did. But I, I think I think with my new baby coming I think I might have to do something. So I was actually I was only actually thinking about the the program again last week. So it was a good so, question, I guess. Yeah, yeah <laughs> at the so, right time. Um I'm thinking about I am thinking about getting the program, I really am. And this is non scripted by the way. Yeah. Um 
Right, so you're actually seriously thinking mm. about it. This is funny because I've been spreading this shit. And like, you didn't know it, actually. No, either. absolutely not. And I've been spreading this shit, like, in, you know, to, to anybody that will listen. Yeah. That, like, especially people that are having, you know, muscle issues or, you know, injury issues mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah. Dude, like, I mean, every single person, I mean, anybody that's listened to this podcast will know for a fact what DDP is all about. I mean, they will have watched, you know, all of the fucking, you know, you know, Hall of Fame speeches and stuff yeah. like that. The guy is an absolute legend in my He opinion. is a legend, yeah. And he was somebody that I didn't even appreciate as a wrestler, personally, <laughs> back in the day. Well, he was late to the business. Yeah. Right. So that's fair enough. We, 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 we've done our DDP talk. Um, you've mentioned your... Right, you know what? Just to, just to piss you off, I'm actually going to do it. Just to literally piss you off. Top five wrestlers. Damn. You fucking hate it, but, uh, uh, you know. See, I only mentioned, like, early era wrestlers, you know? Your top five favorite wrestlers of all time, you can mention whoever you I want. I know, but it's I, in no particular order. Okay. Well, Bret Hart's number one. <laughs> okay, yep. Uh, I think Kurt Angle. Chris Benoit. <gasps> Don't say that name. Sorry, uh, this podcast is already deceased. Stone Cold. And Mr. Perfect, Kurt Hennig. Great last one. And then Triple H will be a very close six. <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah that's a good top five to be yeah. fair that's a really good top it's five it's a mix it's a mix it's a nice mix of different genres and stuff like as I said there's going to be a lot of metal fans here listening to this podcast too that like know that you're on the podcast that aren't yeah. necessarily wrestling fans <clears throat> and to be honest with you you know if some of them have maybe have, have had an experience watching wrestling and kind of like oh yeah that's cool you know the, the way like a lot of people that wouldn't be necessarily boxing fans or UFC fans yeah. but they would just enjoy the uh, what's the word occasion yeah yeah you know what I mean there's going to be a lot of guys like that within the well, middle well I know years ago uh, even, even before we start talking like you know uh, yeah look I get a few pals over for Wrestlemania like what we've done yeah yeah but yeah. there'd be guys there that would never watch wrestling they'd be just like they'd be my metal buddies or whatever but they'd be we'd all get the beers and yeah it's like a Super Bowl thing, you know? Yeah, like, that's the thing. Like, it's always about just fucking, you know, shooting the shit. People, you know, for me personally, obviously, I, I prefer to kind of have my own thing and just watch it on my own. But, no, I understand that, like, it was always an occasion. Like, especially yeah. when you get into your kind of, uh, your teens and stuff, you know? It's like, you know, what motherfucker is going to get his parents to buy it of pay-per-view? Yeah. And we'll all just throw a tenner, but we'll never actually pay the tenner. <laughs> And then we'll just all buy the pizza. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I suppose, like, the thing about it is, like, the way I look at it is, you, you, like, you're a monstrous, monstrous wrestling fan. Yeah. But you're also a monstrous, like, um, figure within Irish metal, too. And, and you know, they're, they're both entertainment. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They're both entertainment. Um, in terms of, like, being on stage as a performance. You, you know, you're front and center. Yeah. Um, and it's also a case of you need that that team behind you. Oh, yeah. Big time. Your, your band. And also the guys that are putting on the lights and also the guys that are putting on exactly. the sound and stuff like yeah. that. It's the same way as it is with wrestling. People think it's just, you know, two guys oh. in wrestling. 
referees probably as if not more oh, yeah. important than anybody else yeah. as are the guys in the back giving the instructions so it's it's it's, it's all very like entertainment orientated team effort absolutely a team effort but um it's a team effort in, in terms of wrestling there's a team effort to make it look like a, a a really big epic battle between two guys down right man you know down right i guess I, I guess that leads me into i suppose something that we weren't even going to talk about oh god um off. <laughs> i said oh god Oh, that's it. Go on. Off. No, I suppose into like um, the influence of pro wrestling on selling combat sports nowadays, which I find ironic because if you look at the, you know, let's be honest, what's happening on August twenty sixth? Oh, I was I was hoping you'd bring that up. Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. We know that's happening. Yeah. So. Like, I mean, we've seen these press conferences. Every, yeah. The world has seen these oh press conferences. Oh, my God. And this is pro wrestling, they, no? They annoyed the crap out of This is pro wrestling, no? I watched every single one of them. Every single one, yeah. Uh, well, it's obvious that uh, I know you would think Floyd, with his experience at WrestleMania, would be able to pull off a, a decent fucking promo. But uh, as far as I'm concerned, it's just all about throwing money in someone's face from a little satchel, like, you know what I mean? I don't think he cares, to be no. honest, no. But look, let's just briefly touch on this, we might as well. Since yeah, why not? Yeah, since we're talking about it, it, since you're so uh, pro Mayweather for this fight, hey, uh, you are a boxing I, fan. I haven't mentioned anything here, now. Just so you know, to my listeners, the, the, the interview has switched reversed here, but I'm okay with this for this little segment, it's <laughs> alright. <laughs> I think... McGregor will lose. Okay. Um, I do think Mayweather is, in terms of success, he's probably the greatest of all time. Okay. I don't like him. Fine. I don't like his approach to boxing. I think it's a negative approach. Um, and yes, I am a boxing fan. Yeah. <laughs> um, I know. This. I do think McGregor will cause him problems. Well, only because he's never fought someone like McGregor. But I do think experience will win out. Okay. And I'm supportive of McGregor. I don't like his attitude. I don't like his antics. But I will support him. You're a patriot. Uh, well, look. I was only thinking of this earlier on. This country is a nation of fucking begrudges. It is. I don't I care what anyone says. I agree. Someone starts doing well. Oh, look at him. So why do you hate Bono? Bono? Bono <laughs> goes on so much about why we should all fucking... Help these people out. Help that people out. He makes so much fucking money. All the money. You know, like I'm gonna. You know, you. I don't. I don't need <laughs> We're not even getting into this. I'm fucking winding this boy. I'm not really an issue with with Bono on a musical level. <laughs> of course you don't. If, if you were sitting there, you'd have a beer with him. Of course you would. <laughs> no, I wouldn't go. You'd have a beer because he'd fucking buy you the beer. He'd buy you the beer. Of course he'd buy you the beer. <laughs> yeah, right. He's a good thingless man. Good Catholic he's actually, man. Do you know who actually um, Adam Clayton? Adam Clayton. Don't even think he's, he's Catholic. Drummer, uh, Adam Clayton from from no, U two. The Larry Mullen. From U two. Yeah. Larry Mullen. Yeah, yeah. Larry, Larry Mullen Junior. Yeah. <gasps> he's a cool cat. Nice guy, apparently. Yeah. He's a cool cat. He's yeah. alright. He's actually real down there. Mm. Um, oh, apparently, Bono's a pretty cool guy. Like when you meet I, him. Yeah. I met yeah. him when he came through. Like that, it was yeah. yeah, yeah. Actually, not, here I'm we go. We messing. go. I am not messing. You know that thing from South Park where he, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. When he comes in and he's like, yeah, he did that. Don't no, he, he didn't did do that. But the way he walked <laughs> in, it was very similar. And I had right. to stop myself from 
breaking each other laughing in front of him. Like, and he's shorter than you. He's tiny. He's shorter. Do you know who's actually <coughs> very short? Who? John Cena. John Cena's short. I met John Cena. Well, I wouldn't say short, but I mean... But, but, well, but, he's not much taller. Like, he'd be probably not much taller than you, man. Not much taller. Well, I'm only five, but no, I'm not yeah. the tallest guy in the world. So, so. like, and when I met him, I was, and like, he's a beast. And he was, go- he was lovely. Such a gentleman when I met him. He, like, I couldn't believe how, like, how sh- I th- he looks bigger than he is. I like this. We're segueing into, uh, into into this. I like this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, right, give me some. I suppose this wasn't a good one. You know, we're going to get with King Wo, you know? That's it. Well, then tell me, Mr. King Wo. Tell me some other other, other people that you've seen come through, through the gates. Like. Uh, I met Bill Ward from Black Sabbath. Bill fucking Ward. No one else hero. knew who he was. Okay. And I went over. And I'm not one of these people that takes photographs and gets autographs. I just like to meet them and say hello. Irish people are just like that in general, no? I met him. No, some some Irish people are assholes. Still. There's, uh, there was a couple of my colleagues who had um, autograph books hmm. to try and get autographs. Sell them on eBay. Yeah, or whatever they do. I don't know. But anyway, yeah. Bill Ward, I have met... I'm talking about people that are relevant to you and me now. Here. Oh, damn. Well, I mean, I John relevant Car- to the public too. We John Carpenter? John Carpenter. Yeah. My ab- one of my absolute heroes. You met him. Yeah. No, again, no one knew who he was except me. Love that guy. Um, I've met Anthrax, the band Anthrax. And it was so funny they because... It was so funny because they just come up to my, where I was working. And I, was, I just saw them and I just went, Hey, it's Anthrax. And then the singer goes, you wouldn't want to say that too loud. You're in an airport. Anthrax, you yeah. know. So uh, I also met, like I met Slayer a couple of times. Um, but the funny one, was, well, it's not a funny one, but it, it, goes, it goes back to boxing, actually. Okay. Um, a few years ago, I met a legendary Irish boxer. You want me to guess it? I'm sure you're going to guess who it is. But I could probably get... Uh, I've got three guesses, I guess. Okay. I would say Steve Collins. Very good. <laughs> Steve Collins comes through where we're searching, like, frisking people. Yeah. Sets it off. Big thick head in him. <laughs> and he's like, oh, for fuck's sake. He's from Cabra, man. I don't care. And I'm from Fingless. Yeah, so there's a natural rivalry right there. Ah. Hey, so we're he getting into in, it right now. He, he comes <laughs> in and he goes, oh, for fuck's sake, you know. And I goes... You don't have to come through if you don't want to. You go, yeah. Just fucking search me. And I goes, not with that attitude I want. Okay. Here's me talking to a former world heavyweight champ or a world middleweight <laughs> champion. And like, I'm thinking in my head, he's going to beat the bollocks out of me. And he just looks at me and starts getting in my fucking face. I goes, just do it. Just do it, will you? And he backed down. He walked back out and fucking took his stuff out and I had to frisk him. I, I wouldn't say I would say that was probably purely known that like the airport police or whatever kind of police were probably still, getting away now sorry for but still yeah come on I couldn't believe we spoke like that to Steve did Collins. he have a couple of beers in him maybe? I don't know but he, he, he must have got there with the bed in the wrong side of the bed or whatever but like I watched that guy fight Nigel Ben and Chris Eubank and supported him all the fucking way he could have had a bad day dude that happens. To I know. That happens to the best of us. Uh, but it was the, the, I couldn't. Believe, I still couldn't believe that I was saying. Well, you don't have to come through if you don't want to. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell, yeah, man. Well, 
fuck him anyway. Right, so do you know what I'm going to do? Just to lighten the mood a little bit, I'm glad you've kind of made me fucking come into my next part of my show, <laughs> which is literally, like I said at the start of this show, Yeah. it is called Dynamo's Dozen. Are we going to get I'm sure we're them? over a dozen stories right now. I think but so. But we're going to get through some of the segments that I'm going to be doing each and every single week. Well, we need like to I get them in. All right, we're going to get them in. Right. Okay, we're going to get them in. Now, Carl King... Whoa! Doesn't even know what's coming up next. And these are going to be stories where even you boys and girls outside listening to this craziness that is called a podcast um, (laughs) will be like, is that fucking real? And you can Google that shit and it is real. real. I'm sure it's real, man. I do my research. You were telling me about the other day, I did look them up and they were real. Like Mr. Bobby Heenan used to say, I'm a real broadcast journalist, all right? So that's exactly what I am. We're gonna go back to Bobby Heenan. Yeah. We're not gonna. We're, we're gonna keep this on a high note. This is full of segways. You should just call this the Segway Show. It should be called the Segway Show, especially when you're here. <laughs> <laughs> clank, clank, clank. In fact, you know what? I'll tell you what. What I'm gonna do right now is I'm gonna literally explain this shit. This is what I'm gonna do to all my guests every week, and I'm gonna let them know exactly. What this is that I'm saying, and I want to see their reaction. So, the heading that I've come up with is Chinese firm Alibaba are to open a car vending machine. Okay. What the fuck size of a vending machine would you need for a car? A fucking big one, okay? <laughs> oh, right. Chinese firm Alibaba. Chinese that firm sounds Alibaba. Away. Right. Chinese firm Alibaba, right? That's the name of the company. They're not too dissimilar to uh, to an eBay. Are they thieves? Well, I don't know. This isn't really my place to say that. But um, right, I'll give you a bit of a breakdown of what they actually do. Okay. Oh, Alibaba, they're an e-commerce company. Like I said, not too dissimilar to uh, to eBay, and to make buying a car, um, you know, easy to people. Okay. What their motto is that <laughs> they want to make buying a car as easy as buying a can of Coke from a vending machine. Jesus, sir. Well, if they're going by Chinese prices, maybe, but... Well, possibly. We haven't... We, we Like, we got no idea on prices yet, but, like, you know, I think about a year ago, Autobahn Motors opened up a futuristic 15-story showroom in Singapore last Whoa. year. So they had it like looking like a vending machine, but they didn't actually quite go there. <laughs> so, um, come here, when you pick one, does it like drop down onto the, I'll onto tell the you, ground do floor? You want, do you want to know what it does? Yeah, yeah. That's actually awesome. Do you want to know what it does? Yeah. Your car arrives in two minutes, and you know what you do is you browse on your phone. So they, they, they give you a little app when you go in. To the showroom, you browse it and you click and you buy. It's as easy as fucking buying like a, you know, like a a, a figure from PayPal, like a, a collectible from pay yeah. from from eBay, should I say? Sorry. So literally, you click, you buy, and it comes down in two minutes, and you're ready to roll out of there. Well, that's just mental, right there. So, <laughs> it's mental, but like, what? Do you see any good in that? <laughs> Only in China. <laughs> Only in China. Would you like that though? I don't know. I don't know. But like, what? Who, what? Who's making the? What make of cars are they? Nobody filming? fucking knows, man. Oh, God. 
Only in China. My my guess, because there was no um, there's no there's no kind of um, there's just absolutely no fucking story on it. I That's would, the Chinese feel though. I mean, I would imagine it's one of those little gimmick cars that you put in, you plug into the fucking wall. An electric one. Yeah, one of them gimmicks probably. Probably. No. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think? I won't be going for anyway. Stop yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, do you want to ride home in my car? Yeah, hold yeah, on, I just hold on, I wind it up. Sorry, how much battery did you get left? <laughs> Can I plug my phone into your phone? <laughs> get out of here. Dirty. Right, so, you want to go with the next one? Go on, yeah. This is going to be fucking fun, you're going to like this. Um, woman dangles by teeth above Niagara Falls in crazy stunt. Right, uh, you yeah, give me your interpretation of what that may be. That just sounds retarded. Uh, 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 okay, I'm going to read the headline out yeah. again. Woman dangles by teeth above Niagara Falls in a crazy stunt. What was she doing? You read the story, what was she doing? Well, before I even tell the story, I would be terrified even just looking down at Niagara Falls oh. from the bridge. Um, right. Erendira Walenda, her name is, is a professional aerialist. Okay, an aerialist. An aerialist, somebody that does all that spinny stuff on the, uh, you know, they do with hoops and stuff, <laughs> and, right. and, and, and uh, circuses so uh, and stuff. Yeah, her husband actually apparently like fifteen years before won like uh, Guinness Book of Records for like holding on for the longest, um, like literally on a hoop over like a really <laughs> like a like hundred feet drop or something. Um, I know that and I don't even have that written down because it's just literally <laughs> I remember shit you know um, but he had that that record but she literally <laughs> this is the funny thing I found about it <laughs> she broke the world record last Thursday for the highest <laughs> suspension over Niagara Falls oh, no. with her teeth what was she suspended from like a rope a hoop a, fucking... a hoop the fuck so what you What's wrong so, with these people? So she hung from her teeth from an aerial hoop. That, like I said, like one of those gimmicks that you would see what in the. What the hell? Um, she, do you want to know how high she was above yeah, of uh, above thundering water? Thundering oh. water, as you can imagine, because that shit's coming yeah, down it's like mother nature, like yeah, man. Um, three hundred feet. <laughs> And she feels really good about herself, doesn't and she? So, so she hung over. Like, I mean, this, what I get from that is that she's kind of like, okay, if I survive this, <laughs> then my husband's worth it. Now, if thing, not, right? she could have she said, right, I'm going sus- to suspend myself from that with my hands. Yeah. But no, she suspends herself from her fucking teeth. Her teeth, like... Like right, as as a husband there in that particular scenario, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that done seventeen years ago. This geezer's up to something. Uh, like he's saying, "Yeah, baby, that'd be yeah. a great Work idea. Away. Do that. Use your teeth. Just use your teeth. <laughs> what the fuck's he up to? And she That's... she fucking beat it. She fucking did it, man. Uh, that backfired on him, didn't it? He's dying next week. That's <laughs> happening. <laughs> I backfired on him. Yeah, he could have had it all. <laughs> she could have fell into the deep. <laughs> she could have. <laughs> man, man, let's cling to that. Here we go, organic. Right, so this one, I, I thought of you in this one. <laughs> Even though there's no way I should think of you in this one. But I knew your reaction. Thanks, Ian. Um, 
Sex robots <laughs> save lives. What do you think that means? I don't know. Have they, have they got like a like a defibrillator installed into them or? No. Have, sure. they, have they got um, a specific uh, level of vibration that can restart the heart? Or? Um, I don't know. That sounds very You dirty. do know. You have the story. Well, no. Well, this is, I, I want you I'm to. I'm just guessing, right? Okay. Um, keep guessing then, yeah. Come on. Can they give... <laughs> are they programmed to give the kiss of life? No. Well, <laughs> maybe. I don't know. <laughs> some sex Imagine instead of, instead of, like, I don't know. Okay. Go on. Hit me with it. Go on. Okay. So, uh, this is from Japan, as as it only could be. Okay. So, <laughs> so these are actual stories, and I'm going to use quotes when it comes oh, to, because I, I like to verify my stuff with facts rather than just, uh, you know. Hearsay. Exactly. So, saving lives. This is what sex robots are doing. They're saving <laughs> lives. It's help It fucking does, doesn't it? Saving lives and helping customers who marry them avoid a messy divorce. So boys are marrying <laughs> sex robots to avoid a messy divorce. Now is this in, where is this here in China? Japan? It's Japan. As we, 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 we let's not all, let's not just blame the Japanese here. You know, there's probably other people buying them. So <laughs> we'll keep going. So top robot company claims that sex robots quote saved lives unquote. After customers have married their dolls after death of a spouse or the end of a relationship. So, so it's they, a psychological thing. So it's a psychological thing. So if your wife dies, they're going to marry a sex robot. Which, uh, I suppose you can understand that they probably have so much loyalty to their no, wife. No, it's, it's stupid. I don't you know. Or the end of a relationship. Um, so, <laughs> this is another one. Men choose these robots to avoid... A messy divorce. I mean, fuck, man. I, 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 I love you. I love your enthusiasm, but like, it was the doll's fault. She made me do it. Blame her. Sue her. <laughs> do you know how that divorce ends? When they finish, you know, doing what they're doing with them dolls. Like, who cleans it? And then, when there is nobody to clean it, then those dolls probably get thrown out of a two-story window. But anyway, that's, I am that's going not... to end your little. Story with one thing. There's a T-shirt I want to get made of a picture I saw mm-hmm. a, f- a few years ago. With a <laughs> this robot. Probably, on it. This probably is not suitable for your crowd, but like. R two D two. No, it's not R two D D two. R two D two. The T-shirt I'm gonna get made. It has a picture of it. It's like a, a drawing of a robot, and on the robot's chest it says, "This robot was programmed to fuck your mouth." So, yeah, it does fit into this. This is weird, like, really? I keep wanting to get that t-shirt made, and she, Arlene's like, no, you're not getting that, especially not with a new baby on the way. Oh, Jesus, no. But like, <laughs> I'll show you the picture when we're off. Dynamo would do it. Yeah. Because he's a heel. We, 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 won't talk he? about, we won't talk about any of that kind of stuff. Uh, we're, uh, he's just who he is. That's me. You know, <laughs> the Dynamo Kelly but uh, no, but let me let me finish this for you though. At least let me finish it because you know the it, it ends well <laughs> for, for all these customers happy as well. Ending, yeah. Always happy endings. Some develop quote strong connections to these dolls 
that would mean more than a thousand relationships. End quote. Um, more than 2,000 of these silicone dolls that are called Dutch wives are sold each year in Japan. Japan! How much do you think they cost? About $2,000. Up. $8,000. Mmm. £4,600. That's crazy. That is so crazy. that's what you that's what you got right there, like you know you you've got these crazy crazy people that are that are willing to have a relationship with a silicone doll that cannot talk back. But you know something, <sighs> love, as they say. Mm-hmm. Some people are bereft of it with humans, like Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah. Well, that's that's a different. That's a <laughs> segue into something there where we could be, we could do a totally separate. Yeah, we won't do that. that. We won't do that. That could be a podcast for me. Maybe, okay? maybe, absolutely, um, absolutely. But what I'm saying is, like, I was looking at a thing. I just kind of glanced at it, but there was these people. They were like naturists, and they were making love to trees, and they were making love. <laughs> to water. I'm not messing, man. I mean, have you heard of a woman who who married like the Eiffel Tower? Or, Oh, yeah, some of bridge, of course I've heard all that kind of crap, like you know. So, like, I mean, yeah, like that's obviously some people are willing to marry a fucking sex doll. Okay. It's not the worst thing I've ever heard. Like okay. now, if we've heard of, I've heard as I said, I've heard of a woman marrying a bridge or uh, you know the Eiffel Tower or something like that. Can't bring that in a honeymoon. Which you can bring a fucking sex doll on a honeymoon. So, okay. There you go. Okay, well, I guess that brings me into my next question then. Yay. What do you think of today's wrestling product? Oh, don't ask me that. Of today's wrestling product? Yeah. Okay, well, look, I've got to inform your, wrestler, your, your, your wrestling fan base that I'm a pro WWE. Okay, not wrong with that. <laughs> that doesn't mean I necessarily like what they're doing. What's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with it. Um, I think... Wrestling, it's there. There's if you're just watching WWE, there is no wrestling anymore. It's sports entertainment. Whereas if you're watching Ring of Honor, I think the likes of that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. they still use the word wrestling, but they're still going to do a lot of gimmick matches. Okay. Um, I think there's no competition there for WWE. So do you not think like WWE use a lot of gimmick matches though? Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. M- but like, most of their pay per I'll tell you what I think, right? WWE needs to fire all their fucking soap head soap writers. With the, the guys they have writing the, the, the storylines. Okay. They're just fucking writing soap operas. They need to fire them and they need to get, you know, they need to try and get more uh, more relevant. Storylines, I think. Okay. Um, TNA, or GFW as it's called now, is just a cluster fucking nothing. Yeah. Um, I, I wouldn't even know. I, 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 will, I, I, used to, I, would, I used to watch full episodes of it just to keep up, up with the product, like, you know? Yeah, yeah, okay. I can't even, I can't even stomach the little, uh, in case you missed it, bits on YouTube. I can't stomach them anymore. What the fuck's going on with it? Like, it's know? not for you, like. No, it's yeah. not. It's, um, Ring of Honor. I would love to say I've watched more of it, but I haven't. Okay. Um, the only other thing I would watch 
outside WWE up in New Japan. And that's it's wrestling. awesome, isn't it? That's fucking wrestling. It's you know awesome, I mean? isn't it? And um, I don't know uh, if you saw. I know you have your own opinion on Kenny Omega. But the, did you see? Did you see the fight, the match he had against Evil a few weeks ago, where he knocked the Evil out? I didn't actually see it. No, no, no. So they had this fight, and he knocked whatever happened. He knocked Evil out. Yeah. And the, he went. He kind of copped what happened, so he tried to move maneuver Evil, so he could get the pin. Yeah. <laughs> whatever happened, Evil kind of stirred and put his arm on the rope. Mm. And the referee didn't re- obviously still at this stage didn't realize that Evil was knocked out. Yeah. And he he, he didn't count the three. He took you know he one two uh, he has his arm on the rope. Yeah. So the match had to continue. Yeah. So Kenny Omega is trying like uh, I I think I was I was reading somewhere where they like they have very loose kind of you know they 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 have to fit, use their their moves. There's no real storytelling. Uh, like it's a different product to WWE. Yeah, okay. And uh, so he had, you know, anyway, it ended up anyway where he ended up having to do his, they have to, if, if he's going over, he has to do his finishing move. Yeah, okay. And his, his finishing move was, I guess, it's the half broken angel or something like that. It's like, it's, it's a mad looking thing. Yeah. But um, this guy was out, out for the count. Yeah. And he had to try and get him up on his arm, on his shoulders, you know, like an electric chair drop. Mm hmm. And then, Flip him over and slam him down, but he had to do it. But <laughs> uh, people were giving him shit over in the uh, on the internet, of course. But he had to do it. But the point I'm making is, I don't know. That was a long-winded. No, that's to. okay. That's okay. Uh, if that was in WWE, the referee would have been more aware of what was going on, and I think. I think it would probably be a safer environment for the wrestlers. Okay. You know? it, okay. It may not be as exciting as we used to like, as we would like, as wrestlers. You know, we were only talking about this. I think the I I yearn for like a mix between the Attitude Era and today's product. Okay. What I mean by that is you take out the smut and the shite, like sex stuff, from the Attitude Era. Take that away. Yeah. But the character development. Mm-hmm. Of the attitude era and the performance of today, mm-hmm. if you may, that would be the perfect like emergence for you. Like oh, that would be your that would be your thing. Yeah, like the the, the wrestlers today. I am gonna call them wrestlers. The wrestlers today in WWE yeah. are the best performers they've had. Well, some of I mean, okay, yeah, they don't have Shawn Michaels and they don't have Bret Hart now, but like they're still. Fantastic performers, yeah. and I know they've to they've to they've to, they've to perform to a specific. Well, name stu- some of your favorites today. Uh, today, Finn Balor, obviously. Yeah. Um. Who I lo- I love, and you know this, and I just feel that he's been treated very unfairly. Mm-hmm. His uh, Cesaro. Okay. Uh, he's fantastic. Great I like. Him. I like Kevin Owens. I just think that they're trying. I think they're trying to make him not as indie as he is. Okay. And uh, I think that that the character is failing because of that. You know, I think they're trying to make him too. You know the you know the way there's there's different types of heels. There's mm. the the heel that will 
do what he has to do. Yeah. And then there's the heel that will, you know, slither over everything. Kevin Owens has the look and the the size to do what he has to do. Yeah. But yet they class him as a fucking heel that slithers around and does, you know, underhanded things. I think that I just think for the likes of him, they're misusing. That's fair enough. Yeah, absolutely. That's um, that's, a, that's that's. Who else do I like? I don't. I think they really, really fucked up a Bray Wyatt. Okay. I think Bray Wyatt could have been a fantastic asset to that company. I really do. Okay. He's someone you enjoy watching, like. No, I don't even it? enjoy watching him anymore. No. I, I, I you could have. You used to. I the whole Wyatt family was a cool concept. Well, for anyone that doesn't know, Carl Kingwell looks like he could be part of <laughs> the Wyatt family. Thanks. Okay, I don't think he would take offense to that either. No, to no. be fair. So uh, I'm just gonna throw that in there, just Thanks. for all of y'all that don't even know what he looks like. <laughs> He's got a bald head and a big ass beard, and he would definitely sit strumming a ukulele, drinking a whiskey <laughs> with a fucking shotgun Hell in yeah. his hand. Hell yeah. And uh, tell you to get off his porch. <laughs> All right. Uh, who else of this current? I mean, I'm I'm very big on the women's revolution. Rare, absolutely, yeah. brother. For, for years, I mean, on my on my own podcast, yep. we brought up the yeah yeah I heard it wrestling yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. it you know when it, when they t- start talking about women's revolution, it was fantastic. It's kind of stagnated a little bit back. Am I right in that sense? I don't agree. Um, I think it has. No. It. Yeah. I, I, do you know something? Uh, hold on, let's, let's be honest with you. Oh, right. no, you, you mean from a WWE point yeah. of view? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Look, I was just saying, I'm only talking about what I know. Okay, yeah, no, 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 I understand, yeah, okay. Well, yeah. Uh, okay, that's not my place to talk about it, but it's, it's, it's my question to you, so what do yeah. you think of I the, think, like, for example, you, well, you watch pro- WWE programming as much as I do. Yeah. Do I, you honestly think, for example... That Charlotte is a really good baby face. No, she's not. I think she's a hell of a heel. She's an amazing uh, heel. She's just as good as our fucking Elflin. But I don't think she's a bad. Um, baby I think she's face doing either. what they're making her do. But, but I also that, think I also think uh, Natalia is a fantastic wrestler, but she has crap all personality in her character. You know, and that's not her fault. But well, they still have to do a certain amount of character progression themselves. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. Bailey. Kerry likes Bailey, so I can't say anything about Bailey. Can't say anything about Bailey. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stand Bailey. <laughs> um, and there's talk of them turning her heel. Now you know, why would you do that? If you're gonna turn one of your ba- big baby faces heel. Turn fucking Roman Reigns here. But you know what? Let's not talk about what's going to happen. Let's not talk about what they're talking I'm about. I'm on a rant here. But what I would like you to know is what you would do with with certain... Like oh, I said, yeah. okay. I asked you about today's wrestling. I mean, I don't mean that as a broad thing. Okay. Not just the WWE. Okay. Just, just today's. Um, what was your ideal scenario to be? Like you mentioned, back in the day when you grew up and you watched wrestling... Um, it was just such a it was such a very special thing for you. I'm mm-hmm. sure on a Saturday when you yeah. get off school and stuff, you know, it was a thing for you. I know it, it was for me. You know what I mean? Saturday. When you get off school on, a on Saturday. Saturday, I didn't. I didn't do school on Saturday. No, that's what I mean. When you were off, like that's, <laughs> right. that's the whole idea. <laughs> Jesus, 
when you get off Can on I the fact when you get off on the fact that you're not in school how's that is that better <laughs> there we go <laughs> brought it back it's your show right back damn right <laughs> no but you know what I mean like what would what would make professional wrestling as excitable okay look I'll tell you what I think of as it was then so like you know for the likes of me who doesn't have you know I watch I'll watch Ring of Honor on I'll see certain matches or whatever yeah. right I'll watch certain things in New Japan um, the thing I find and I, like this is going to sound like a real pro WWE thing and it is I suppose that's okay the thing so I find is they're always taking every one of them taking pot shots at WWE you know and I don't, I don't, I don't but I, the one that do, the, the, the ones that do it the least are New Japan yeah but I don't understand it you know, like, I mean, like, give me an example, like, you know, I think Cody Rhodes is a great wrestler. Amen, yeah. He's a fantastic wrestler. Yeah, one of the fucking best, to be honest. And maybe somewhere down the line he'll come back to WWE, right? Yeah. But this whole crap of fuck the revival, what's that about? Do you know what that's about? I couldn't tell you. To be honest, I'm going to say something to you now. I'm going to say something to you now. I'm going to say something to you now. And I don't know, you'll probably agree with me or not, I don't know, but. The revival are fucking class. But maybe it's an inside joke. You see, people don't know, I know that. I know, but I, I mean, I'm just like. So you know, the, just the, like what I mean is like, just concentrate on your own product. But fans are so quick to react as well. You yeah. know, when you hear like of something, you see it on the internet. Like somebody says something, and people go, "Whoa, what the fuck?" Yeah. Um. For all we know, Cody Rhodes could be absolutely great friends with the revival, mm. and he could have said that to get the revival's name boosted up within you know they don't, we, do, we don't know that they don't so, need to get boosted no but what I'm saying is we, we, we don't know like kind of you know that's what I, I always stay away from speculation you know especially when you've got like this will be the only time you'll hear me badmouth people on my podcast but like um, when you've got idiots like Vince Russo still oh, that, still uh, fucking you know calling I mean I read I read, <laughs> I read um I read a fucking comment the other actually, do you know what? I tell a lie. I didn't read a comment. I was um I was talking to a good friend of mine, Keith Lockman, one of the fingerless hooligans <laughs> this morning. And uh, he informed me that <laughs> fucking Vince Russo basically every few weeks has been taking pot shots at Finn Balor. Like really? apparently apparently he said like this week would have been a perfect opportunity for him to bring out the demon, which is an idiotic idea straight away because you bring out the demon on the big show. Yeah. They made that mistake before, so they do it now. But he also said when he comes out, he looks like the Fonz. And that And that he could beat his ass, and he's a 50-year-old man. This is a 50-year-old... Oh, he's an ex-WCW champion. Exactly. This is a 50-year-old man that basically took a protection order out. A restraining order against Jim Cornette. <laughs> A fat motherfucker, and I love Jim Cornette. Like, but I know. A badminton racket. Yeah, but I know I could beat the fuck out of Jim Cornette, and that's a fact. Man, that's probably just because I'm Irish, but uh, anyway, no. All joking aside, like I love Jim Cornette. Uh, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean I agree with all of his, his uh, you know, his ideas on wrestling. The fact that he's, uh, the fact that he's, you know, he's wrong a lot of times. Absolutely, but. This Vince Russo idiot should not be commenting on wrestling anymore. Yeah. 
and he's just constantly trying to throw now that he's got Jim Cornette out of the way because legal reasons have come involved it, it, it's kind of funny like you know what I mean and I, I, I kind of the only reason I brought it up to you there was purely for the fact that um, you know people it's so easy to kind of come up with stories nowadays and say like ah oh, you know this could be happening everyone's got that's why I always keep my opinion on wrestling to myself these days you know because it's no you um, don't you talk to me about it well I talk to you but I'm, <laughs> ta- I'm talking to you better right now like, yeah. and, 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 and all I'm saying to you is that certain aspects of it yeah like there's certain people I would call out about it that I don't value their opinion for example you know Vince Russo I, mean, I don't value his opinion I know Jim Cornette has probably had a lot of issues with my friends recently and stuff like that but that's something I choose to fucking stay away from because I wasn't there and I don't know enough about it so therefore I choose not to get into it do you know what I mean yeah that's between them exactly what's the point in me getting involved in it when when, when, uh, you know something to do with me yeah but I think as a whole I do think um, I do think you know, wrestling is on an upsurge at the moment. It really is. What I will say to you is, I've noticed a really big upsurge in UK wrestling. Yeah, the UK is absolutely flying at the moment. But the gas thing is, I've always noticed it, right? But, like, it's... Since... it's I don't know whether it was... WWE, they've decided to... Oh, now we're taking interest in the UK, in the UK scene. Okay. Like, am I right in that sense? Like, now that, the, now that they've taken a look, other people are trying to make that bigger now. No, I think the UK scene has always been pretty big. It's been always been... I think, I think they do, No, I think the WWE has always taken a big interest in the UK. I just think what's happening now is that you've got, like, guys like Triple H there, and you've got guys like William Regal. Um, the other reason I'm saying this to you is purely just... From a point of view, is that like you've got those guys that are probably saying, "By the way, sorry, let's tap into uh, in, into into some of the talent that's over there." Like, and and, and some of the UK talent, mm. as has always been, is probably the best. And, oh, I'll yeah. put, and I'll put the UK and Ireland into that category mm-hmm. because some of the Irish talent is, uh, you know. Can I turn something back on you? Sure, sure. Tell me your top five wrestlers. If you want to finish this, tell ahead. me your top five wrestlers. My top five favorite wrestlers. On oh, he has po- to write on them my, down. On, on my podcast. Well, I want to ask you before anyone else does. Okay, so it's uh, it's obviously Bret Hart. Um, after Bret Hart, we're obviously going to go with Donnie my kid. Um, after Donnie my kid, we're obviously going to go with. Uh, I would say Sting. Um, You're a big mark for Sting. Aren't I'm you? a big big fan of Sting because I always like to differentiate. I looked at a video of him only recently and he was saying that he can still wrestle. Well... He did some Facebook Live thing. He said he can still wrestle, he just chooses not to. Well, I always picked Sting there because... Like, Sting was somebody that I saw very early in life, actually, on UTV, when he used to be on UTV. Um... But anyway, this isn't my podcast, so I'm just I'm not going to get into it. So it's no, no, but it's not my interview, is what I'm saying. Oh, so you want to come on to my one, and we'll do this. Well, if you want to do this and you want to ask me these questions, but I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you Bret Hart, I'm going to give you Dynamite Kid, I'm going to give you Sting, and I'm going to keep the other two a mystery (gasps) for your podcast. How's about Uh, that? Do you like that one? No, I want to know. Well, now you know. (laughs) 
you're not going to know now until I come out to your podcast. So there you go. I'm okay with that. I suppose this has been a pretty fucking awesome first podcast. Well, I mean, from from my point of view, I think it's been pretty awesome. I've been, I've been it's been an chat. awesome chat. Like you know, guess you know. It, hope it, all your guests are as cool as me. Well, I hope all your hosts are as cool as me as well. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember you were meant to co-host with me? I do, um, <laughs> but you know, stuff he, happens. He, he he can moan about this on his own podcast. Um, <laughs> I tell you what, tell you what, just for a bit of fun, we've got about we've got about three minutes left in this podcast. So what I'm gonna do, just to make it fun for the people that are probably thinking this is just all about wrestling, let's have a bit of fun. All right, I'll tell you what, we'll give it six minutes. Okay. I've got I've got two good ones for you. Okay. Is this from the dozen? Oh no no no! This isn't from the dozen. This is from uh, this is from something else that I had in reserve mm. of the mind of the dynamo. That's all right. It's a good podcast. He's going into the reserves. Absolutely. So it's in the reserve up there in the brain. All right. Okay. So I want your top five favorite bands, but I also want your top five favorite movies. Oh, that's very really three. Easy in general. Yeah. Oh god. Okay. Well, we'll do the bands anyway. Slayer, Crowbar. <laughs> Easy peasy. This guy. Uh, oh, like, it's an effort. <laughs> I'm, I'm. I'm gonna say metal bands because. Well, no, actually. Bands Slayer and Crowbar. Yeah. Uh, Kate Bush. Hell of a band. <laughs> Kate Bush is a hell of a band. Yeah. She's got a hell of a backing band, yeah. Absolutely, but, uh, yeah, In, in yeah. terms of performers, she would be one of mine. She's uh, a great Slayer, choice. Crowbar, Kate Bush, Henry Rollins. Fuck yeah. And The Doors. The Doors. Yes. Oh. Uh, two of my main influences for when I was starting to get into writing songs are were Jim Morrison and Henry Rollins. Okay. And not necessarily what they would have said, but the way they did it. Well, I'm not going to divulge too much into into that story, purely because we've got six minutes on this. Mm-hmm. So, films. Films. Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Number one. I don't know. You All right, you d- doesn't need to I be. I don't know. No, no. I don't know. Uh, I love um, the Godfather. I yeah. love. Uh, Godfather, Gladi- Gladiator, yeah, Gladiator, Gladiator. Okay, that's, that's three. three. Um, the original Nosferatu, which is number oh, four. Fuck yeah, nineteen thirties. And uh, I love. Um, there's so many films I love, but I have never tried to pick a top five. Um, I love actually the Dark Knight. Me too. Yeah, so that'll be probably the fifth Me one there. Too. Now, if I had to, like, if you had to separate them into different genres. Ah, of course. But that's probably just a quick five that I've talked I think about. your movies can change and your top five can exactly. change in any way. Like, yeah, you know I what agree, I mean? yeah. You know. Um, but listen, you know what? i got to say, this is, uh, personally for me anyway, this has been an absolute pleasure to, uh, to, to, to kind of have my first podcast with... As I said, one of my best friends, one of my closest confidants, 
one of my uh, one of my inspirations, especially when I got into music back in the day, and uh, somebody that I I I, I, um, I hold dear to me. And uh, Carl, it's been a fucking pleasure, dude. Anytime, brother. Been an absolute pleasure. Let's let's, let's clink once more. Let's clink once more. Yeah. Let's finish the rest of these beers. Absolutely. <laughs> We're gonna finish the rest of these beers, and I just want everyone to know that um, this has been an absolute pleasure for me for my first episode but i'll tell you what if you don't like it didn't say it at the start i don't give a fuck <laughs> come back next week <laughs> and listen to the next guest all right see ya see ya